Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Nathan Terleski, co-host of The Loyal Company of the River Valley, a soccer-mad podcast that follows the fortunes at FC Edmonton and other football-related matters. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by The Underdogs of Comedy, a new web series from the Edmontonian Media Company that takes a look at indie comics in Edmonton. Watch six of your new favorite comedians at theunderdogsofcomedy.com and you'll hear more about that later in the show. All right, so I described Loyal Company of the River Valley, but how do you guys describe it? Uh, basically, I think you nailed it. Um, what we've done for the last uh, year and a bit now, I guess, is uh, record podcasts. It's a weekly podcast. Uh, it focuses on uh, FC Edmonton, which is uh, Edmonton's only pro, Alberta really is on, only pro uh, soccer team, uh, as well as the NASL. We talk a lot about the league that FC Edmonton plays in. Uh, it's one tier below what most people see as kind of the top tier in North America. So that would be the Major League Soccer. Uh, the North American Soccer League is the second tier. It's right below that. So. And where did the name come from? Uh, name is actually kind of interesting. We we originally thought of this as being more of a supporters uh, group. So it was going to be very, you know, like um, oriented towards getting people together, making people feel like they're part of a culture and that type of thing. Uh, so we picked the Loyal Company, uh, kind of in homage to uh, the Hudson's Bay Company, you know, the origins of Edmonton. Um, and then we picked uh, River Valley because it is so iconic and it is one of those things that Edmonton is known for. It's one of the biggest uh, interior parks within a city limit, right? Um, we also wanted to really... Uh, use a lot of stuff to honor Edmonton's military history because that's very common with uh, soccer and soccer support is, is that kind of mentality of, of being strong and as one. So our uh, hashtag and our slogan, I guess, if you want to call it, uh, Fear No Foe comes directly from that as well. Uh, it was part of the Loyal uh, Eddie's Regiment's uh, ah. nickname or their, their rallying cry, if you will. So that's what, kind of where that comes from as well. So, Okay, so it started as a supporters group. Then how did it morph into a podcast? Um, really, well, there is currently a supporters group out there, the Edmonton Supporters Group, and and you know we stepped on a few toes, so we took a bit of a step back and, and kind of reevaluated after uh, the 2014 season, uh, and then we saw that there was a huge gap. There was a lot of people out there that maybe didn't know, and there was a lot of podcasts that were starting up in the NASL market. Uh, so we decided to to join that and to put our efforts into that, and we've been basically podcasting now for uh, just over, like I said, over just over a year. Um, we're on episode 57, so I guess 57 weeks straight that we've been podcasting. So. That's, that's a good run. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's been a bit <laughs> tricky from time to time. Uh, Soccer is one of those interesting sports that every now and then you get really uh, too invested in the game and, and it becomes <laughs> hard because you get you start beating yourself up when it's uh, a week or two weeks or three weeks without a win. So, Is part of the reason that there's a gap that the mainstream media in Edmonton doesn't pay tons of attention to FC Edmonton? I think so. Um, it's getting better. We've noticed that definitely. And in being in the podcasting kind of community, um, you know, you have a closer eye on the on the sport, on the team, on the attention within the Edmonton market. And I think that uh, over the last year, there's been a serious increase in the amount of attention. For example, I was at practice on Friday and there was the, the mainstream media, um, media was all there, you know, City, Global, um, CBC were all there in preparation for today's game on Sunday. Um, that being said, I think that we provide a different... Uh, take on things, being uh, fans of the sport. Um, I think that we can read a bit more into it, whereas some of those mainstream media might be introducing people to the sport and the team. Um, we talk to people that have a, a working knowledge regularly of the team. So um, all the feedback that we've received has been very, very positive, and, and people seem to appreciate hearing that um, different take on things as opposed to reading the same sort of quotes in the press over and over again. 
when I listen to the podcast, you're 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 serving the deep fan, not the casual fan, right? And that's on purpose, I would guess. Yeah, it is one of those situations that I think that if you wanted to find out the ba- very basic, there's plenty out there. There's lots of articles in the paper, uh, lots of articles on on you know news programs uh, in Edmonton as well as across North America. Um, we talked to. Uh, other supporters groups talk to other podcasts for for their own different cities within the NASL, uh, and we really get different different takes. And it's it's very it's a, it's a very different culture than the sporting culture is in Edmonton typically. So to to people that might not be aware, it is a bit uh, intimidating to some degree. Yeah, what else needs to happen to get more Edmontonians interested in FC Edmonton? Uh, actually, I, I just came from a bit of a scrimmage uh, between uh, the Calgary Semi-Pro team and uh, the FC Edmonton Academy team. And I was just talking to uh, the G- general manager, Jay Ball, uh, about this issue in Edmonton. And he's really optimistic. Uh, I think that it just needs to be a bit more of a um, casual introduction, I think. You know, like people just need to come out, check it out. Um, the awareness, I think, needs to really increase as well. In 2011, uh, the Fath brothers invested heavily into marketing. There was uh, banners on LRTs, there was there was billboards everywhere, uh, and they didn't see that uh, the fans come out to it. You know, a different sport, first year of the the kind of the team being together, uh, people didn't respond as positively, and I think that they saw that as a bit of a waste of money. Um, so I think that a lot of people aren't aware that FC Edmonton even exists. Um, I think there's a lot of interest for soccer. We saw that last year with the Women's World Cup. Um, but I think that people need to know that there's a high quality of soccer. I mean, for example, FC Edmonton has two uh, Manchester United uh, Academy products on the team right now. Um, we have a guy, Tommy Amiobi, who if you follow English soccer, the Amiobi brothers, there's three of them, uh, are very, very well known. Um, so I think that it's just a matter of bringing it to the attention of people, uh, having people come out, check out the games. It's a very, very high quality product. And people generally, I don't know if I've talked to anybody who said that they would not come back to a game. So I think it's just a matter of getting people to the game to see what the, the quality is and they'll, uh, they'll adjust and they'll recognize it from there. So. And how did you get into soccer? Did you come at it from like being a fan of Premier League? I kind of have a history, a lifelong history of soccer. Uh, when I was in grade two, I played it for several years and really gained, and gained an appreciation. Uh, and then I kind of revisited it when I became, you know, older in university. I had a friend who was a big Chelsea supporter, so I started following the English Premiership Leagues. Um, and then when FC Edmonton started up, I was like, awesome, I don't have to follow a team that's overseas. I don't have to follow uh, something that I can never actually get to. I can actually go to these games. I can get to know the guys. I can, you know, have a beer with them. I can, I can really enjoy that experience. I can be, take part in a supporters uh, terrace where, you know, you're going to be screaming and y- chanting and setting off smoke and waving banners and all that stuff. Uh, so I, I really, that's how I kind of came to it. And then since then, since 2011, 2010, 2011, um, it's really become... A, probably my wife would say too much of my life, but uh, it's become a huge part of my life uh, in terms of how I support it, what I do. Obviously, I do a weekly podcast now, which is a, a decently heavy investment. So, How much time is it? Like, How much time do you guys put into prep, recording, post-production, all that? <laughs> uh, well, personally, I am a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of guy, so I don't do any preparation ever. Um, that being said, I think that myself and Adam, my co-host, uh, who unfortunately can't be here today because he did move away to Saskatchewan. Uh, that being said, we're still doing it via Skype, so uh, we're still going to be doing weekly podcasts. Um, generally, we'll talk for maybe a half an hour to 45 minutes before we do the podcast, depending on whether or not we have a guest or not. Um, we'll record the first half, kind of regroup, re, uh, you know, talk about what we're going to have in the second half, and then uh, record again. Generally, it's about a two to three hour process every week. Um, like I said, normally we record on Mondays. It's becoming more 
common on Tuesdays now, so the episodes are coming out on Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah, it's about a two to three hour process. And um, how's that going with doing it remotely with with him? Has it changed the nature of your work or the quality of your conversation? Um, it, it is a bit different. Um, I, I don't think that it's changed too much. Um, we're, we still, you know, because Skype, the lovely thing that it is when you've got Wi-Fi, it's free and whatnot. So we, we do have the same, you know, talk before we record and then during the intermission and then after we record, we'll kind of talk about how what went well, what didn't go well as well. Um, it's still about a two to three hour process. I think in terms of our sound quality, that's maybe decreased because you always have that kind of when you're going through the different uh, channels, Skype doesn't exactly sound the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, it's, it, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, we've managed to maintain the quality. We've managed to maintain our consistency, which is probably one of the bigger issues for us um, or one of our concerns that we had moving into this. And so I think it's, it's gone well. Um, ideally, we'd love to have more face-to-face uh, recordings, though, because I think that's a bit better of a, a situation. It just feels better when you're talking to somebody directly as opposed to just staring off into space. <laughs> so, What kind of feedback are you getting from your audience? Lots of positive stuff. Um, we, 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 you know, we're up on iTunes. I don't know that we actually have any ratings or enough ratings to get any feedback that way, but uh, via Twitter, via Reddit, um, lots of people saying lots of really good things. We've had a few conversations in person with a person with people that uh, support FC Edmonton who listen to us, uh, and they say a lot of really, really good things. We've had phenomenal um, feedback about the guests that we've had. We've had Jeff Paulus, who's an assistant coach with FC Edmonton, uh, John Smiths, who used to be a, a goalkeeper for FC Edmonton, um, and we're really looking forward to having some really fantastic guests this upcoming season as well. Um, so I think that those people really, really appreciate to hear. They want to hear that inside scoop, those inside stories. Uh, and going back to the mainstream thing, we, we also, people like to hear the different side of things that we pre- present. Like we don't just go in there and ask about the game and how things went or, you know, we, we want to know about how they found FC Edmonton, what they did growing up to get to that point. Um, and then we throw in some interesting stories too. Like for example, uh, John Smith's had a, a story about, uh, I don't know if you've ever done the beep test where it's, it's a, it's a school test where you basically have to run the length of the oh, gym. My before daughter the, was telling me about that. Yeah. It's, it's brutal, but he did one in university. I think where he had to do like a shot of Jagger and eat a pickled egg at the end of every lap. Uh, and if you didn't puke, you won. So, um, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that we like to hear and stuff that we, we try to get out of our guests as well. Something different for, for people that you wouldn't necessarily read in the paper or hear on the news programs. Yeah. The team has been struggling this season and it hasn't been super successful in previous seasons, but sometimes that's good for a a media outlet because you've got more to talk about when they're struggling than when they're not. So I don't know, what would you, is it hard for you to think of what to say every week when, when they lose? Uh, not so much, actually. I think the it, it's not so hard to think of things that lose because you can always address those and kind of talk about if it hasn't changed or if it has changed, you can talk about those situations. Um, I, I, it's obviously better when they win. You can be more excited and you can get more into things. But we tend to be optimists, and that becomes the issue, is that we want to be optimistic. We want to say good things about this team, but sometimes it's tough when they're doing so poorly. Um, so I think that that's the biggest struggle that we have is, is kind of finding good things to continue to talk about the team without, you know, really... Uh, bashing certain players or the coach or, or the organization. So why not just bash the players or the coach or the organization? We're starting to get to that point where <laughs> we're, we're, we're balancing it out and becoming more critical and, and becoming more um, unbiased, I, say. I, would, I guess I would say so. Yeah, yeah. What, is, uh, what, what would you like to the parlay this into? Like, 
is this just a fun thing to do right now or do you see sports media in your future or working for uh, a sports organization in the future? I would love to. That would be a dream. But um, I, I don't, uh, realistically, I don't think that I'm expecting anything more out of this. It's very different from my field that I work in day to day. Um, I've had a ton of fun, and, and, I, and that's the big thing for us. As long as it's fun, we'll continue to do it. We're not in it to make a million dollars. We're not in it to, to get known worldwide as, as the guys that talk about FC Edmonton. Um, but we have fun with it, and I think that that's the, as long as we have fun, then we'll continue to do it. I mean, if something came up, an opportunity came up, I would definitely look at it. Um, I think the biggest thing for us in terms of um, financially moving forward with this podcast is, you know, if we had a, a, a sponsor to provide some beer for the podcast or a sponsor to pay for the, the hosting fees and, and some of the equipment, that would be fantastic. That would be perfect. But um, we have what works for us now. We have, uh, we have that already. And um, yeah, it's, it's not too much of an expense, which is kind of nice. What is your day job? My day job, I'm a uh, supervisor at the family center. So I work with uh, uh, more youth now than families, but uh, families that have child and family services involvement. And I try to help them not have child and family services involvement is kind of the simple way of me saying it. (laughs) That's very interesting work too. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything else that's in the offing for this season of uh, Royal Company that you'd like to pump up for the people? Um, I, I would just continue to check it out. We like... Like I said earlier, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants, so we kind of change things on the on the go. Uh, in terms of guests, uh, we don't have any sort of set schedule or or anything to that uh, effect. Um, I know that we will be having a conversation with the GM here right away, which people have really been looking forward to. He's a brand new general manager for FC Edmonton, so there's a lot of really big ideas that are coming from him. Even in the only we've only had one home game so far this season, but he's already changed a lot of things about that for the better, in my opinion. Um, so we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to try and get guests in and uh, players and um, hopefully, you know, Skype in a few people from other podcasts across the NASL um, who uh, can offer their insight into their local teams as well. Excellent. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear about the local blogs or podcasts that Nathan recommends. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by The Underdogs of Comedy, a new web series about indie comics in Edmonton. And I'm here with Jeff Sampsono of the Edmontonian Media Company to tell us all about it. Hi, Jeff. Hello. What is The Underdogs of Comedy about? It's about stand-up comics here in the city, uh, new comics, indie comics, alt comics, you know, people doing new stuff every time they hit the stage. And, uh, and it's a really kind of cool, uh, diverse, inclusive scene and and comedy that we've kind of been referring to as punching up instead of punching down. And who who's in it? We've got Simon Gorsak, Tamara Appleton, John Mick, uh, Karina Morton, Brett McCrindle, and Claire Belford. And uh, we recorded about uh, a dozen sets last summer uh, of comics, and we did it at the Underdog at the Black Dog on White Avenue, uh, which is one of the bars that these kinds of shows are popping up at. It's a big project. Why did you want to take it on? Uh, because we watched some of these comics at uh, at the Empress, uh, also on White Avenue, and at the at the Black Dog. We went out to a couple of the shows just to check them out because we had seen some posters and saw some people on Twitter talking about these shows. 
And it was just like, you know, blew us away. Of course, everybody that's seen the shows before us for the last couple of years knew how hilarious and great it was. But it was sort of like that. Like we were just like amazed at the level of comedy and the shows, um, you know, like we were saying, this is comedy that's not mean, that's punching up, that's just trying to tell great stories and great jokes and not taking swipes at people or trying to put other groups of people down. And the people running the shows absolutely encourage that. And absolutely with new comics, try and get them kind of into that mindset. And the rooms, like people going to these rooms don't tolerate those kinds of jokes. Um, so it's just like a really nice kind of inclusive, uh, everybody feels really good kind of vibe. And we were just, you know, we've done some some productions in the past and kind of saw this and like, we have to do something about this. This is so great. Visit theunderdogsofcomedy.com to watch six of your new favorite comedians. And thanks again, Jeff. Thanks so much. All right, we're back. So, Nathan, what local blogs or podcasts do you like? Uh, there's a whole bunch, actually. Um, and number one, if you're looking for, like, the, you know, most knowledgeable uh, NASL specifically uh, blog uh, in the city or in basically North America, in my opinion, uh, if you go to the 11.ca, it's one done by Stephen Sandor. Uh, he's actually the color, color commentator for FC Edmonton as well as uh, an editor for Avenue Magazine. Uh, but soccer is really a passion of his and he really uh, sports FC Edmonton and he runs like how many minutes Canadian players are getting, you know, like uh, all this conversation about the Canadian uh, national teams as well as uh, FC Edmonton and other NASL uh, sites as well. Um, another one that's from here, uh, from our little group here is uh, Four Kicks, which is focused more on women's soccer. So the national team more so than, than anything else. Um, and it's a fantastic little podcast as well. I've listened to quite a few episodes of it, or a few episodes, I guess. They don't have a ton, but they're they're getting better, at, or getting more, I should say. Yeah, um, they, they go monthly, and yeah. they're kind of, so they're not doing game by game so much as what has happened in the past month that gets the, the Canadian women's national team closer to Rio, I guess. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of excitement moving forward into in that, so it's uh, definitely worthwhile for a checkout. Um, another FC Edmonton one uh, locally here. It's a blog, not a not a podcast, but uh, if you uh, search "Field Turf of Dreams," uh, is the guy on on it's his Twitter handle. Uh, his name's Toby. Uh, he's a really good uh, local guy. He's been a supporter of FC Edmonton for years, probably about as long as I have. Um, not actually Canadian, but uh, well. He's a, he calls himself like a citizen of the world because he literally has moved from so many different countries, but settled in Edmonton for the last couple of years and, and is now doing a very uh, FC Edmonton-centric blog. He's trying to post uh, before games uh, and kind of post reviews and pre- uh, previews for each uh, FC Edmonton game. Um, lately, we've actually been doing live com- commentary for FC Edmonton, myself and uh, Toby, um, for when FC Edmonton is playing away. We'll, we'll do a Rabble TV kind of stream and uh, people can match up the, they're watching what they're watching online to our pod our, our commentary and kind of mm-hmm. listen to the two as opposed to listening to some of the um local uh broadcasters which can kind of get a bit uh wearisome sometimes there's a <laughs> lot of a lot of amateur people that are broadcasting some of those things um uh, as far as local, other local stuff, I would really strongly, if you are interested in soccer culture, uh, checking out the Edmonton Supporters Group. Uh, their Twitter handle is F-C-E- uh, FCESG, um, or you can go to edmontonsoccerfans.com, and they've got a whole website with a whole bunch of forums, and there's tons of history and um, just conversations about FC Edmonton and the NASL at large. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the local ones. Um, in terms of Canadian ones, there's actually some really good stuff out there. As, Canadian soccer isn't exactly the most popular thing in the world, so there's not a ton. Uh, but probably one of the bigger historical ones is from the Black Hole. Uh, they're from um, 
maybe Saskatchewan. I can't remember now, but they're they're from uh, the prairies, and they talk about. Uh, anything Canadian soccer. Uh, it could be uh, Toronto FC, Vancouver, Montreal, uh, Ottawa, uh, Edmonton, or any of the national teams as well. So a uh, really, really good resource for them. They have a ton of really good guests on as well. Uh, they've been going, they're very inconsistent in terms of how often they post, but uh, if you're interested, definitely check out some of their old stuff. They, When there was the uh, World Women's World Cup in Edmonton, they were, uh, they were actually recording from the pint and they have like a basically a mishmash show where they took like little selections of talking to different supporters and, and uh, posted it all up, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then another really new one as well is the, the Canadian Soccer Experiment, um, which is actually hosted by a, um, a previous uh, national, uh, women's national team player and uh, another uh, member of the Voyagers, which is the Canadian Supporters Group, uh, who's uh, very, I don't want to say high ranking because there's no official ranking, but he's well known, I guess, within that circle. So uh, those are kind of the Canadian ones uh, or the Canadian centric ones that I really check out quite often. Um, and then there's a ton of different um, NASL ones that I check out as well. Uh, don't really need to go through those. If you have any questions, you can definitely get a hold of me on Twitter and I can definitely suggest a few more of those as well. If you're looking to get into the league and kind of get connected with that, that culture. And then we were also talking off mic about uh, Tim Adams's free footy. What, what's uh, just describe what that's all about? Yeah, it's it's an it's a initiative that I'm a huge huge fan of. Uh, like my my personal life, uh, my personal job, my day to day job, uh, it involves a lot of lower income or high risk uh, youth. And uh, basically, free footy is a chance for a lot of those youth to uh, play an organized sport, which they may not have an opportunity to. Um, and, and it's, it's one of those things that for just a few bucks, you can get a phenomenal, it's, it's so good to support. I actually have a, a jersey. I refer to myself as the quintessential uh, Edmonton hipster because I got a nice big beard right now. And then I've got a soccer jersey for a charity that has Barbara Haas like sponsoring it. So I've got that, you know, like. You've got know, the full. Yeah. You're full hipster on. I know, yeah. I know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a, a fantastic initiative. Uh, like I said, and especially the latest one too, uh, I got a, promote it as well because for $30 and the, the shirt came with shorts and uh, socks as well as the full adult full soccer uniform uh, for $30, I think, or $40, something like that. Just a fantastic deal. Uh, the soccer ball though was fantastic. It's a treaty six ball. So it has uh, indigenous art across the paneling. Uh, it's a ethically sourced ball as well. It, and it's $30. Like you can't go wrong for a soccer ball for $30. It's just a fantastic deal. Uh, and he's such a, it's such a good initiative to support as well. So all the proceeds from this merch goes to support uh, a soccer league for kids. Yeah, yeah, and and it's there's there's so many uh, corporate sponsors across. It's really nice to have seen it grown. Uh, it's it's been going on for years and years now. Yeah. He has a phenomenal story. I think he posted on Twitter or I posted the link to it. Anyways, I think it's on on the freefooty.ca website uh, about how he started this and he had a child that wasn't engaged and, and didn't want to couldn't trust him uh, essentially that he wouldn't he wasn't going to leave at some point in time. And uh, years and years later, I think he said something like 10 years now, he's been with this child and this child still comes back to him and, and talks to him. And, and it's just a fantastic thing and exactly what some of these kids need. Uh, and it speaks to the power of the sport, really. So, I, I, yeah, fantastic initiative. My wife and I are actually talking about sponsoring a team next year. Uh, yes, as a tax write-off, but also because we believe very strongly in, the, uh, in what he's doing for the, the community in Edmonton. Well, kudos for Tim Adams. That's excellent. Um, Thanks so much for talking to me today. This is really interesting. Thanks for having me. Yeah, soccer is one of those things that it is such a culture that's different from anything else uh, that we have in North America. Absolutely. 
So make sure you subscribe to the Loyal Company of the River Valley on iTunes or at loyalcompanyrv.libsyn.com. And you can find the Loyal Company of the River Valley on Facebook and on Twitter. It's Loyal Company RV. And you can find Nate himself on Twitter at Jedi, Jedi Knight Nate. And then Adam, what's Adam? Yeah, it's underscore Adam DH. Excellent. Uh, and you can find all those links and all the links to Nathan's recommendations in the show notes at seenandheardyegg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyegg.com for complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts and for updates on the local podcast network that we're building and that the Loyal Company is a part of. And we'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.